0: Hello, and welcome to this podcast presented by the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs. And, um, and then he'll tell you the story about how he became a paraplegic, but anyway, is uh, now living in Calgary and involved in the Paraplegic Association, and that's on your brochure if you get it, and he'll maybe tell you. Um, but he continues to be Politically involved uh, in the um, in the CPA, and uh, I think uh, with that, and, and Ned has a story to tell about uh, uh, coming back and experiencing um, handicap for the first time. So I think I'll just turn the, the mic and the the uh, PowerPoint over to Ned and let you hear his story. So, would you welcome Ned Jellington? I'm going to just fiddle with the mic for a minute. Um, How's the volume at the back? (laughs) How was that? Did you hear that? (laughs) Well, I have to say I've had more auspicious beginnings for speeches. But um, I'm I'm delighted to be here. And... um, Delighted to see so many people out, actually. I was uh, typically, uh, for these things, one uh, sees 15 or 20 people gathered around a uh, table. So I'm delighted to see so many people out. Um, the, um, and t- uh, Terry's right. I, I like to say that uh, with some considerable pride that I got to the age of 55 without ever having to do an honest day's work. I was in politics my entire life. I did practice law for three years uh, before going into politics, but um, that was sort of it. The um, the uh, theme of my comments uh, is one that I think, I, as something of a uh, as a self admitted um, history buff, I think we find recurring time and time again when. Uh, a problem involves both uh, physical changes and social changes. The physical changes are always much easier to accomplish and almost always precede the the social changes. By nature, uh, cultures are stubbornly self-perpetuating and often take generations. Um, I I thought that... um, I've quoted a line from an American poet, uh, Edwin Markham. Uh, he drew a circle that shut me out. Heretic, rebel, a thing to flout. But love and I had the wit to win. We drew a circle that took him in. And I think in, um, I thought that li- I thought that stanza neatly summed up the um, both the problem and probably the solution. Now, this is the sub, i Although it's not the centre of, not the pivot of my comments, I wanted to get some sense of what where Lethbridge is with respect to its physical inventory, um, and this is a product of, <laughs> of a very superficial survey. So, if anyone challenges me, all you're going to see is the back of my shirt as I head out the door and run from the argument, I, I can't defend it. It's, it's a very superficial look. Um, the Canada Building Code uh, is a federal code adopted by the provinces, and I'll be returning to it, uh, but perhaps I can summarize it by saying that it says, any space to which the public are invited must be accessible to the handicapped. That must include, in all cases, access uh, without stairs or other impediments. In most cases, it means uh, that there must be handicapped washrooms as well. And depending on the nature of the traffic, it may mean that there must also be handicapped parking spots. Um, uh, and it is enforced uh, spotily. Some communities do a great job of it. Uh, some communities do a very poor job of it. And uh, my, uh, what I, the information I received is that Lethbridge does a fairly good job of enforcing the building code. Accessible public buildings. I'm told they're all accessible. Uh, public transit. I heard nothing but uh, high marks for Lethbridge's uh, transit and, his, and its accessibility by the handicapped, and I'll be returning to that. Uh, there appears to be a number uh, enough accessible taxis. Um, I'm told uh, this is not neither my passion nor my, any experience, but I'm told your your sports stadium, our stadiums are accessible. Um, Lethbridge does not have an accessible uh, an, an advisory committee uh, this is an easy one uh, if the cost is virtually the, co- the cost is virtually nothing except I suppose a pot of coffee once a month or so uh, typically we don't pay these advisors, it's a council that meets uh, and advises your uh, city fathers and mothers uh, the city council and uh, it Appears, at least from the uh, website, uh, that uh, Lethbridge does not have an advisory council. It's cheap and, and they're really quite effective. Uh, I'm often surprised at how effective they are. Um, the website, I uh, checked your website. Uh, you have uh, taken an admirable um, initiatives uh, with respect to racial relations, and that's obvious from your website something Lethbridge takes pride in. Uh, however, uh, my particular interest, I saw no mention at all of abilities or disabilities or anything of that sort. So it doesn't seem to have made its way onto the website. Uh, my theme, uh, try to ignore this thing, it's so poorly done. My theme was, spons- my, my theme was inspired um, I was living in Saskatchewan at the time. actually had the operation in Toronto. So I didn't see very many um, Saskatchewan people. One who did manage to uh, make his way there, uh, he's, Terry has mentioned, them, was Lauren Calvert. He came with a poster under his arm. And on the left-hand side, as sh- you're sit- watching it, uh, w- was a frame with a man uh, sitting in a wheelchair Wearing an old fedora, with a cigarette holder and a cigarette uh, out his mouth, I can see some heads nodding. You're getting the image. Um, the other side was the man who turned 180 degrees, was facing the viewer. Was Franklin Roosevelt. And then the captions underneath. Uh, to to his back they called him a cripple. To his face they called him Mr. President. <laughs> To his back, they called him a cripple. To his face, they called him Mr. President. The greatest handicap may be our attitudes. That is, uh, sort of inspired uh, these uh, comments. It was, it was a, I found that a powerful uh, poster. A personal note. Uh, I uh, practiced law between 1968 and 1971. I ran in the 71 election. And... Uh, Wasn't elected, but did uh, work after 71 as an uh, executive assistant uh, to the Deputy Premier Roy Romano. And he defined that as his political assistant. Uh, So I was a political assistant from uh, 71 to 75, ran in 75, uh, and um, decided to retire after the 96 election. So so by the time I became a... um, a uh, paraplegic. I had decided to retire. Uh, on uh, being in politics, I, I used to say was it uh, kind of like being a prize fighter? It's an interesting way to make a living, but it doesn't equip you for very much when the career is gone. Uh, and uh, I gave some thought to what I was going to do uh, when I left, uh, because that would have had me retiring at the age of fifty-five, which is what happened. Um, I thought about um, and decided and sort of uh, settled on uh, a career in international consulting. Uh, I did know a little about government, um, a little about governmental finances, and a little about running a legislature. For a big part of the um, uh, 24 years I was in office, I was either the house leader or the assistant house leader. Through the um, good graces of uh, a mutual friend of Terry and I's, Gordon Barnhart. He had been, in, uh, as I remember it, in pre-theology at St. Andrews, never actually went into the theology. He went into the public service, uh, had a distinguished career in Ottawa, uh, for many years was the clerk of the Senate. And if you're not familiar with the workings of the Ken- Kenyan Senate, don't let the name confuse you. Eh? The clerk has a deputy minister status. Uh, He gave me a recommendation for a consulting contract in Vietnam, and uh, Gordon's word was all it took. Uh, I got the consulting contract, and away we went. About a month before I left, Gordon called me and said, uh, (laughs) with a a strange hesitation in his voice, Ned, do they know that you're in a wheelchair? I said, well, no, I, I didn't volunteer the information. He said, well, you know, I think maybe you should call them and tell them. So I did. I called the, uh, my contact. Uh, I said, um, hello, how are you? Good, good, good. Uh, and uh, you know that I'm in a wheelchair. There was this deafening silence, and you could hear the person gasping for air. And they said, okay, uh, I, in that sort of a careful voice, uh, Good. Uh, and that was sort of it. Uh, it actually went uh, very well. Um, the, the regime in Vietnam then as now, a communist regime, had uh, had their uh, national assembly, their parliament, um, and they had begun to admit opposition members. They found, uh, and this will not astonish anyone who lives in the Western world, they found that there was an an awful lot of time being wasted on petty arguments in their National Assembly. And so they called upon, they they at the time had no relations with the U.S., they called upon Canada, which has a sterling reputation in Vietnam. Uh, They called upon the Canadian government to come and bail them out. So that's what I was there. So I I did that. Um, When they saw I was in a wheelchair, uh, that interested them as well. This is a country which had been at war for half a century. Uh, the f- they fought the French. Uh, when the French uh, ran out of energy and time and patience, the Americans moved in. When the Americans ran out of time, patience, and blood, uh, the Chinese, People's Liberation Army, moved in. A- and this is not always, no, not always uh, front of mind stuff to Westerners, but the, uh, com- but, co- but the People's Liberation Army, the Chinese Army, was there for another decade and a half thereafter. So they had a lot of uh, uh, wounded and paraplegic and handicapped. And so they were very interested in it. Um, I did several lengthy uh, meetings with, they called their deputy ministers vice ministers, did several, and it went very well. I know that from the um, Canadian Embassy and I know that from uh, Gordon Barnhart, who called me to tell me that. However, that was... The only contract which I ever, the only consulting contract I was ever able to land. Um, I applied for them, and I don't think there was overt prejudice. I think the uh, folks in, the, in external affairs and Csis just could not see uh, someone in a wheelchair going to a um, to a third world country, even though it had been done. On leaving, I joined Price Waterhouse Coopers. Um, and um, spent a year there. Um, I often wrote the um, uh, requests for proposal um, and received compliments from the senior staff at Scoopers about them, but didn't get a single contract. Uh, came to Calgary with Points West Communications and um, Visited There are 1,600 publicly traded companies in Calgary. Uh, Calgary has the um, uh, fourth largest uh, such business climate after uh, they are are in descending – third largest, actually. They are in descending order, uh, the Toronto Stock Exchange, obviously, uh, Montreal, and then Calgary is next. Uh, There are 1,600 companies uh, listed. I visited every single one of them, Uh, and I had – I had an idea which I wanted to try. Uh, One of my hobbies uh, sort of uh, was the financial markets. I'd often kind of toyed in it. I had observed that every single CEO, almost without exception, believes that their company is undervalued by the market and their shares should be worth more, and they're they're frustrated. So uh, we developed an approach to this. And um, I... The modus of operandum was I sent them a, um, uh, a, uh, presentation first of a couple of pages. In a great many cases, I met with the CEO and the board who were intrigued, but I did not manage to get a single contract, um, and, um, just, I think people just couldn't see someone in a wheelchair, uh, promoting their company, um, And as Terry said, there was a. Um, it was a. I was uh, flabbergasted at the change when I returned. I uh, left on uh, the first of April to have the operation in a Toronto hospital, um, and uh, I had. Uh, I had a tumor growing in my spinal cord. Uh, the good news is that apparently I'm told by the neuro- neurosurgeons that a tumor in the spinal cord is always benign. Uh, I am th- and the good news should have been that there is a 97% success rate on the operations. Well, I was part of the 3%. Um, and so I, um, I was really unable to travel back to Regina. spent 13 weeks in a, um, in a um, uh, rehab hospital in Toronto and then came back. Uh, the session was just the journey, and I was, of course, mostly front row, uh, a front bencher. No, <laughs> no way to get there. Uh, but they had d- uh, built up um, a beautiful oak uh, ramp, actually. Um, but I was, um, I was quite surprised at the um, at the um, change in the way people treated me. Uh, I've. Uh, quoted um, I think I'm right here, Terry. I've got a quote here from Matthew, chapter 13. uh, The pride goeth before the fall. Uh, I had a two-decade career as a um, member of Scotch and legislature. At that time, 11 years as a cabinet minister, senior cabinet minister. Um, There was an unofficial office which... um, MLAs aspire to, but which is unofficial, and that's the dean. It's the person with the longest period of continuous service in the legislature. For the last eight years I was there, I was the dean of the legislature. And I had a loyal constituency. When I come back, I was really quite taken at uh, the difference in the uh, treatment. Uh, was, um, uh, so often people would say, oh, it's nice to see you out. And... Um, it took me a while to realize what they're saying. What they're saying is they thought I was a shut-in. Uh, the general public tended to speak uh, lo- uh, in a raised tone of voice and slowly. Um, I, I think uh, <laughs> I, I, saw, I see Jen laughing. I think she can recognize some of these things. Um, got, gone from being a respected to an object of pity. And these are universal attitudes. Um, Ran into this in um, in the agora, which is the um, uh, the part of Athens which dates back three thousand years. Um, it's the old part of Athens. It, we were we were my wife and I were touring it. Uh, it had been a, the morning started out as cold and a cold driving rain hit us. Also, and I don't want to put too fine a point on this at a uh, luncheon, but a, I felt the call of nature coming. And um, what do you do? Obviously, you um, look for a restaurant. So I would, um, and I spoke, a, I thought, enough Greek to get me through it. So, but I had this carefully uh, organized in my mind ahead of time. So typically Canadian, you're sorry about everything. Uh, I, I, held, I held out my hand and, as, and I said in, in Greek, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I never got to the second part of the sentence was, where's a good restaurant? Everybody, I got that far, and people would say, sorry, no money, sorry, no, no, no. <laughs> and it, it struck me, and I thought, well, it isn't going to get a whole lot worse than this. I am caught in a cold, driving rain in a strange city, and I'm being mistaken for a beggar. Um, when I, finally, I started the sentence by saying, can you tell me where there's a good restaurant? The uh, first person I, got, I asked uh, was able to point me around the corner. In uh, the Vatican in Rome, uh, the Vatican is is a, uh, the most impressive building I have seen on any continent, uh, uh, but i couldn 't see how you get in a wheelchair you 're all stairs so I called so I asked a Swiss guard who was um, standing nearby. the Swiss Guard is remnants of a medieval army, but they 're really tourist guides um, at this point in time um, he, uh, there, wa- there wasn 't an easy entrance. Four Swiss guards picked me up like a Indian satrap and carried me in, and they said, and this is the point of this, they said to me, uh, tomorrow, this was a Saturday, they said, tomorrow uh, there's an outdoor service. You know, the Holy Father has a particular empathy for people like you, and I I wasn't sure how to react to that. I appreciate the Holy Father's concern, but I didn't see myself as being any different than the other 10,000 people, but he obviously did. uh, We've done a fairly good job, and I'm going to start moving along. I see the time is getting by, Um, and I am conscious of the time. Um, We've done a pretty good job of building up the infrastructure. We benefit from an American phenomenon, the American with the Americans with Disabilities Act. Uh, This was passed after the Vietnam, on the eve of the Vietnam War, on the ending of the Vietnam War, uh, to deal with an innumerable veterans which are coming back uh, handicapped. A- and it is very uh, broadly interpreted. Um, a few years ago, my wife and I went to a destination wedding in Hawaii, and the wheelchairs are hopeless on a sandy beach. They just sink into the axle. Uh, on the beach in Hawaii was a aquatic wheelchair, big balloon tires. You can actually take it into the water. And a sign saying this is courtesy of the ADA. I actually clipped... A sign. I clipped this from the internet. Uh, this is in a place called Reno Lake, and it says that the fishing ramp is uh, ADA approved. And uh, uh, it, I, I just thought this is not something you're going to see in Canada. We have a whole lot further to go with respect to our attitudes towards the handicapped. Um, and these are stats from Stats Canada. Fifty percent uh, of um, Uh, The disabled are 50% more likely to be represented uh, in the low-income families. 42% of disabled people, and I'm dealing here with SCI, uh, these are uh, people with spinal cord injuries. Uh, 42% who are between 15 and 64 and want work, can't find it. Uh, And the discrimination is, um, is subtle. Employers don't uh, consciously say, and I uh, listen, I don't want any gimps around my spot. That's not what they're saying. They just look at, in, in the truest Canadian fashion, it's, it's, discrimination is very subtle. Uh, they just look at an able bodied and a disabled person, and the able bodied person is more um, appears more competent, even if what they're doing is adding figures in a column. Um, and where uh, the disabled are employed, as in all of Canada's chartered banks, do actually a good job of this. It's because it's a policy which has come down from the board uh, or, the, or the man and, or the gal, increasingly, the gal in the corner office who says this has got to be done. Um, uh, four out of five SCI victims experience a marital breakup within the first two years. I, kn- I know this is a much more complex phenomenon than just simply uh, discrimination, but it's a part of it. Uh, We live in East Village, It was uh, below the floodplain in Calgary. Uh, They've now built it up, and it's being rebuilt. So in the heart of Calgary, uh, they're building 10,000 dwelling units. Um, The developers have so so far successfully resisted any accessible housing in the area. Um, And the city says it's the province's uh, responsibility. The province says it's the city's responsibility. The developers are um, nowhere to be found. And uh, so So, so far, uh, nothing has moved. Um, The building code covers um, uh, public spaces. It does not cover private dwellings. And virtually 100% of private dwellings are not accessible. Um, Some don'ts uh, for the people. Don't do too much for a disabled person. This is the commonest failing... Of, uh, some of a family which has a disabled person, they do too much. Um, the person you're doing too much for may well resent it, and um, you are making them more dependent than they need be. Uh, uh, this it seems obvious, except it's done all the time. Don't talk to them with an exaggerated simplicity uh, or with an exaggerated volume. Don't pity the handicapped. Don't offer to help a handicapped person uh, unless you see them struggling. When I was a wee lad, I was told that a, a gentleman helped a lady across the street, stopped and helped a lady across the street. And that's what good Boy Scouts did. I have no idea what would happen today if I, if you took the arm of a lady about the cross. But if she recovered from her astonishment, she'd probably flatten you with her purse. Uh what happened to that bit of courtesy? It always was condescending. Women never did need help across the street, and the whole gesture was quite condescending, and it's disappeared with, um, with um, uh, the, uh, women's equality. Well, the people in wheelchairs may feel the same way if you rush up to help them and they don't need it. They're going to wonder why you're there. Um, yeah, but I don't... Th- this is not easy, Some people need it, some don't. Some resent it, some welcome it. And uh, how do you sort it out? Well, you're pretty much on your own. Uh, Just try to be as diplomatic as you can. But if you're going to err, err on the side of um, uncertainty. Ask first. Uh, Hey, buddy, you seem to be doing okay. Something that sort. Uh, Don't crowd in front of them. Uh, This is a very common problem. You're below the line of sight when you're in a wheelchair. And people step in front of you uh, in lineups, in crowds. Uh, I resist uh, receptions uh, religiously because of that. I see Terry looking at his watch, and, uh, he's, and he nods as I do. Uh, I'll be quick on this one. Some do's. Uh, treat, try, to treat them as, try to treat the handicapped as you would an able-bodied person. Uh, it seems self, uh, self, uh, self-explanatory can be surprisingly hard to do. Uh, Think of them when you're doing household renovations. Um, Consider becoming uh, advocates for the disabled. Uh, Make free use of these days. There is so much available that's absolutely free in terms of the social media Uh, and uh, the traditional methods, letters to the editor. I, 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 I have the phrase here, make a submission to your alderman, I'm not sure if Lethbridge has the ward system or not. Uh, no, you don't. So you don't have uh, assigned wards uh, alderman. Consider making a submission to uh, your city council on the question of an abil- ability or disabilities advisory board. And do ask uh, candidates of public office about these issues. I think I'm going to leave it at that. I had one more uh, slide, which is a little off-topic. It has to do with the mentally handicapped. I think I'm going to leave it at that uh, because I see it's exactly 5.30. Uh, Uh, It may seem like 5.30 to you. It's actually only 12.30.